It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the Sold the Cigar, uh, Sold the Smoke Cigar Cast. Drew, Mo, Moo Cow. Yo, Rich. yo. What up? How's it going, guys? Good, man. Yeah. What's going on? Feels like we just did this a few days ago. For some reason. <laughs> did we just do it? It's, yeah, it's been less than a week, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. It has. Since I was blessed with your. Uh, Thoughts? You talking? To, you talking to Cal? Opinions. Uh-huh. You're talking to Cal? No, both of you. Oh. Drew, Drew's I think got them deep thoughts. He really does, and I'll tell you, it, Drew's level of partic- <laughs> Drew's <laughs> level of participation has increased uh, exponentially here the last couple of weeks. That's uh, send him a participation trophy. That's. that's no, a- <laughs> You you need to uh, that's uh, work related. You got to blame it on work. Okay. Blame everything on work. <laughs> yeah. True. Do you remember when we used to literally text each other every morning? Fuck work. <laughs> Sometimes we still do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Literally every morning. Yep. How how long did that go on? Years. <laughs> yeah, actually, probably about a good two, three years. It wasn't even like, hey, how are you? Fuck work. Yep. That was the uh, opening line. And the thing is, I actually like my job. Yeah, so do I. But Your boss kind of sucks, though, dude. Who? Who's? You. Me? Yeah. Oh. No, I'm Don't talking you work for yourself? Your boss. Oh, yeah. No, my boss now is a prick. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God he's going to Nashville tomorrow. <sighs> what are you going to do in Nashville? <laughs> <laughs> Starting his country career. <laughs> yeah, I'm going in for uh, an audition with uh, what's the big record label down there? Uh, something try, try my hand at something country. Yeah, Middle Eastern country music. Ah, ooh, yeah. Give it a shot. Has such a thing ever occurred? Is there <laughs> Middle Eastern country music? I'm I looking probably this up. not. There will be after tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, there will be after tomorrow. You got a shot. I'm gonna be Shake Williams after I'm done. Uh, I mean, there's there's no opportunity in country junior. music for Middle Eastern people. I can't imagine, but. Is there opportunity for country music in the Middle East? Probably, Probably not. not. <laughs> All right, fair enough. But, you know what? Just like in this segment brought to you by Patina Cigars, just like Patina Cigars have pushed the boundaries of what you expect in a Connecticut rap cigar, you can also reinvent that. You're going to do Middle Eastern country with balls? <laughs> I mean, I have any left after I'm done with that. But. That's probably true. Uh, yeah, the internet does not seem to think this is a thing, which is rare. Yeah, so here's the first topic for tonight before we get into deep thoughts. When, when I go places and people will ask me, oh, where are you from? This just happened to me at Walgreens, by the way. Where you're from? Or where do you where do you come from? Oh, and I happened to just be at the gym before I was there. I said, Oh, I was at the gym. No, but like where are you from? I said, Well, Chicago. And they're like, No, no, no. Where are you from? Where are you from from, dude? Yeah. As if I couldn't possibly be American. <laughs> you're American? Yeah. <laughs> What the and, hell? You know, man, it, it's crazy to me. And if you ask anybody that, if you ask the majority, let's say, like, you have some friends that are either, you know, from the Indian subcontinent or uh, Latin America or the Middle East or whatever, that's a very common thing for them. And actually, it's funny because even hanging out with Drew, who's got a total just regular dude name, you know, regular whatever Anglo name you want to call it, Drew would always get that question, too. Yeah. 
And it's just fascinating to me as if, like, I could not possibly be, like, there's no way I was born in America because of, like, either what I look like or my name. It's fascinating to me. Yeah. I think it happens to a lot of different ethnic groups, for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, But nobody has ever asked me where I'm from in a way that was (laughs) as if I was from anywhere but here. They're not not referring to my super German ancestry or anything like that. Right. No, no, no. Where are you from, Cal? Right, right. Where are you from? Yeah. No, that's a mess. I feel like if you find yourself saying that to a person, you're about to be a dick. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Oh, is it like where? Oh, like where are you from? From type of question? yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if you start a sentence with "I'm not racist, but <laughs> right, yeah, that, yeah, you're or, about before, to do it wrong." Yeah, or before you tell a joke, you start looking around to make sure that nobody of X group is around. Right. You're about right. to say something fucking stupid. But here's the thing, and to a certain extent, I understand it because the media conditions people to think this way, in large part. And also, whatever you want to call it. But the reality is, if you see somebody that doesn't have an accent and they're like, just because they have a different name, like that's a pretty, to continually at like push them as to where they're from, what does that really matter? And if you're that fucking like that concerned or that curious about where they come how about you fucking learn where their name is from yeah and then maybe you'd be intelligent enough to figure it out (laughs) but if you're too fucking ignorant to know where a name comes from the chances are you're that fucking stupid to continually ask that question to somebody now if you happen to be of that same ethnic group which has happened to me like oh where are you from where are you from well dude we already know we're the same so just stop asking me Okay, or if I have an accent and somebody says to me, uh, you know, oh, where are you from originally? And then that opens up a dialogue like, oh, man, I'm originally from here. You know, if you meet somebody who who came to America uh, later in their life or whatever, I'm always fascinated by immigrant stories. I think all of us have either parents or grandparents or cousins or uncles that are immigrants to this country. Okay, Um, But to just sit there and push somebody like because like you want to know what they are like to me that's what does it matter man you know i gotta know which box to put you in right (laughs) as if like i'm not american enough for you no are you like safe are you one of those terrorist guys right like i gotta figure that out right the other side of that that's odd is it's it it's not like you're having trouble speaking English or anything, and they're like, "No, no, no where'd you, where'd you come from?" Like, yeah, fucking Mars. <laughs> Just got off the rover. <laughs> I mean, I could understand that if like, yeah, and that's perfectly fine because then you're curious, right? Like, oh man, where's that accent from? It's yeah. different. So what about this one then? So so super white guy question. Yeah. If like if I get to know you. So right. Danny and later, this. Sure, sure. Later yeah. on, I get to know a person, like we're friends, all that good stuff, and I say, hey, man, I'm curious about your ethnic background. Can you tell me more about it? Is that offensive or not? No. No. If, I'm just trying point, to help my white friends here. Right. If you if you meet a total stranger in your life, he's like, oh, where are you from? Chicago. No, no, no. Where, where are you from? Chicago, motherfucker. Like, what did you not understand about yeah. that the first 10 times I said that? Like, that's where I was born. That's where I was raised. My fa- If you're asking about my family lineage, I'll tell you. But if you're asking me where I'm from, that's where I'm from. Yeah. <laughs> I get confused, though, when I see people from Chicago and they don't have portillos in their hand. Oh, just had a beef sandwich the other day, actually. Nice. So they just, just opened one here. In Madison? Yeah. Nice. Great. But I, I will tell you this, that ever since this thing of acid reflux I've gotten, and I have to be on this medicine, I can't really eat the hot peppers that you're supposed to put on a beef sandwich, and it has 
really taken away the enjoyment for me for in a lot of ways. It's just not the same. So wait, hold on now. You're not you're not really American to some people, and now you're not a Chicagoan either. So like, what's going? On? <laughs> well, no. I mean, I'm just saying I can't enjoy it the way I once did. Oh. Because I would always put on those hot peppers, which people in Chicago call jardinera, right? Which is like a hot pepper mix that, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah. comes on, you know, you can put it on pizza, you can put it on Italian beef, you know, uh, hot dogs, burgers, whatever. So, and here's a secret to anybody that comes to Chicago and goes to Portillo's. You don't necessarily have to get it on the burger, but first of all, their cheeseburgers are probably the best thing on their menu, which people don't realize. If you get the burger, get the hot peppers to put on now get them on the side if you're not used to eating hot peppers but get them on the side and put them on your burger it is an unbelievable experience unbelievable and that is advice from mo yep and then you have to smoke a full body cigar after that so oh yeah (laughs) a little padrone action or something There it is. What do we got tonight, Cal? We're going to start with... Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. (laughs) This this segment (laughs) and this show, of course, is brought to you by Roma Craft Cigars. Uh, Yeah, I mean, they don't pay us, but nobody does, so (laughs) we can say pretty much anything. Right? That's all good. Uh, We were going to talk about some deep thoughts with Drew, and Drew claimed he didn't have any deep thoughts, so we might just talk about some shit that Drew says. All right. So uh, this one, this one technically came from Danny over the weekend, and I wish he was on here to talk about it. But the window on the airplane thing. Mm-hmm. So when you guys fly, do you do uh, open window? Do you do closed window? What's the uh, what's the scenario? What do you uh, what do you guys do? Not I everybody at once. So you close the window if you got one? I always take aisle seat, so the window oh, okay. is of little concern to me. So on, on takeoff and landing, I like looking out the window because even though I've flown a bunch of times, I, I'm that guy just enjoys watching it. And then I don't care if it's open or closed after that. But I like watching on, on ascent and descent. Gotcha. I'm pretty much the same, but... I got to thinking about this more than I probably should have over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and now I wish Danny was here to tell his story, but like I, I got to thinking about flying and like when I do that, if I get a window, I try not to because it's very uncomfortable sitting next to the window. I don't know how like larger people do it. Like I'm not that big of a guy <laughs> and sitting in either of those seats except for the aisle is terrible. Yep. And even the aisles, not much better, but... Uh, the middle one is the worst, though. Yeah. Um, it, it, if a night flight, I always kick it out because you can't see shit anyways. But, man, if it's during the day and I'm not sleeping, bad boy's open. I don't know when Danny, yeah, Danny really flew during the plane. day the other day, though. And he said he, he closed them, right? His uh, one and a half windows? Yeah, his his big question was like when there's a window between you and another person who yeah. controls the window. Whoever whoever has the uh, dominance. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's how it really works. I I don't know if I've ever had know, a half window. It is very difficult. I mean, I'm Drew. You're a little bit bigger than me, maybe a lot bigger than me, but not not to where, like, you know, either one of us is, like, on bodybuilder status, right? But, I mean, yeah. we take up some room. I don't know how some of these other, like, because we're, you know, there are people that are a lot bigger than us. Oh, yeah. I don't know oh, yeah. how they... And man, taller. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how you do yeah. it taller. Oh. Yeah, and if you're tall and big, yeah. It. Get on the wing. Dude. How do you do it? <laughs> Did somebody just fart? Yeah, I don't know what that was. <laughs> no, that was uh, that a sound effect board. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. 
the one that Drew controls. Custom. Um, <laughs> sweet. <laughs> oh, boy. So, um, I was thinking about that window thing, right? That win- window between two people. And I, I think I have an answer, but I don't know that it's a good answer. So I'm curious. Right. Well, Go for it. Go for it. it. All right. So there's a window and it's like between you and another person. So it's behind somebody and ahead of somebody. Right. So I was thinking, who has to look at that window? And is the person behind, right? The person in front probably Ooh. is not looking at that window. No, you probably. So it feels like the right answer is that the person behind who has to look at the damn thing should control it. Yeah, that's fair answer. Although the person in front might have paid more, depending on the class that you're in. True, a little bigger uh, exit row or something. Yeah, or you know, if they're in first, first class, class or the comfort seats or whatever. Well, but if you're all in the first class or all in comfort seats, you probably all paid the same. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, if you're all in the same class, I don't think it. I don't think it matters. I think you just so take you control. More for your seat, you win. I think you just take control and be like, "I'm closing this." <laughs> and then if they ask or you to open it. it, yeah. And then if they ask you to open it, then you can be like. No. <laughs> like Danny. <laughs> about beat up an old woman. Cool. There's a lot yep. of thought into that question. He'll have to tell his story next time. This wasn't as fun without him. Uh, he no, he, no, yeah, he, he would have been all riled, all riled up. Yeah, he would have been. That's all I got. <laughs> all right. Stolen yeah. thoughts with Drew. <laughs> So I had an interesting opportunity last week. I got to hang out with uh, Corey from Hot Ticket Podcast. Yeah. This segment uh, brought to you by Hot Ticket Podcast. Hot Ticket Podcast, yeah. Awesome guy. Very, very cool dude. Um, we got to sit down and have a cigar together. Uh, he, he was in Chicago, in the Chicago area on, on work, or for work. And so, um, you know, shout out to him. That, that was a good time. Cool dude. If anybody gets a chance to listen to that podcast, they do a nice job. Did he actually call you a Muppet in real life, or is that just a podcast thing? No, he did not. He did not. I didn't. He didn't use the word Muppet while he was with me. Fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, yeah, it's good. Good guy. It's where'd, always good to meet good people. Where'd you? Uh, where'd you guys go? Went to. It's called the Cigar Lounge. In Schaumburg, Illinois. Cool. Schaumburg. Is that new or is that has that been there? No, it's, the shop has been there for a long time, um, but it's under new ownership as of last February. The guys who own Casa de Monte Cristo in Chicago bought that that store from the previous owner. Oh, nice. And have really uh, revitalized it um, in the t- in in terms of selection. Um, and, and they're in the process of remodeling it. And I think once it's done, uh, will, in my opinion, probably be the nicest cigar shop in Chicago. And that's including Casa de Monte Cristo. Nice. Really? Yeah. Because it actually is in a, um, not only a more affluent area, but... Um, a lot more like hotels, uh, there's a mall, like the biggest mall in Illinois is right literally in the same, along the same street. So like the cigar shop is actually like just an extension. It's like on the outskirts of the mall, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, and yeah, when you put those two things together, uh, in terms of like not even just normal traffic from the area. But then you're putting on top of it, like, business people or whoever's in town for a conference or something like that um, has potential to be a monster when they get it all done. Awesome. Nice. Fun fact that's not at all fun, I bought my first humidor at that shop. Is that right? It is. When was that? Oh, God. I would have been 2005, 6, something like that. Do you remember what it was? Yeah, I still have it. My wife uses it as a jewelry box because it's Ooh. too small for me. 
<laughs> well, yeah, now you're on to freaking cabinets. Yeah, baller. Uh, everybody does that, though, right? Everybody buys a, a humidor that's way too small for them, thinking, I'll never fill this thing. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. Just a rite of passage. So let me ask you guys this. Have you ever been in a cigar shop and somebody yes. just does something so cool for somebody else that you go do something for that other person that did the cool thing for the other person? No. I don't, I don't think so. Mm. What happened? No, I'm just asking. Like, for example, <laughs> you see a guy go... Um, Maybe he knocks the guy's cigar over by accident and he goes and he replaces it for him. Or, you know what? A guy mentions a cigar he likes and then all of a sudden the guy comes back with that cigar for the person. You know, whatever. Just something cool yeah. like that. Yeah, stuff yeah. that happens, I think, pretty consistently. The, the generosity of cigars, the cigar smoking community never ceases to amaze me. Oh, Absolutely. it's awesome. I mean, it's really just like, one of, like, why couldn't everybody be like this? Can't we all? Then we have a happy, a happy planet full of happy people. Right. That smoke cigars. Right. Yeah. It's probably a so good thing. Home, what's that? It's probably a good thing they're not, because then there's more cigars for the rest of us. <laughs> true. It's true. <laughs> so let me ask you guys this. Yesterday, I go into Home Depot, and I'm looking at air purifiers. Now, everybody and their mother is saying that you got to get a rabbit ear, okay? What do you guys know about air purifiers, and do they help if you want to smoke inside? I don't, I don't know anything. Have one. My understanding is they do help from the people that have had them, but that's about as much as I got. Okay. I would think you need a. Is that one vented outside? You, I would think you need something to like vent it out. Side. I don't know. Because if you could vent it out a window, I think you could do pretty good. Yeah. You just gotta get a shitty apartment like you used to have. Yeah. <laughs> True. Back back in the day when we would podcast from your old apartment. Oh, yeah. And you'd just fire up in the apartment. Yeah. So did you buy the purifier? No, I didn't. I'm holding off. Just, I wanted to get... Because, see, here's what happens with these types of things. You know, there are the guys that have them just because they want to say that they have them and they're such an aficionado because... They've got even they even go as far as to have an air purifier and they got this amazing setup at their house and they're the best. And that's the only type of people that I've heard about these things from. To me, those are not, I mean, those they were the type of people that whatever they do is the best. If they, you know, yeah. whatever they do is the best. So I needed I need advice or feedback from a normal person who is like, you know what, man, yeah, they're cool, they're, they're great, or they suck, don't waste your money. That's what I want to know. The last time I heard about somebody talking about one of those, they said they put it out in their three-season room in the winter when they smoke out there because it's all boarded up and closed and nasty, like as mm -hmm. a, a Midwest three-season room is in the winter, and they sit there sure. in their like, big-ass coat. Which is not glamorous, right? And he said it no. worked pretty good. So I don't okay. think that guy was going for glamour. No. How much, do, what do they run? I think a rabbit ear is almost 400 bucks. Wow. For like, I forgot the square footage it's supposed to cover, but it's like 300 square feet, maybe, or a little bit more than that. Now, there was a Honeywell one that I saw that, covered 365 feet i want to say and it was about 160 bucks 170 bucks but you know it will definitely clear the air of the smell of your money 
Yes, absolutely. <laughs> if anybody knows anything about these, message Mo. Yeah. He would like you to find know. Mo at, at Patina Cigars. Yeah. It's true. You can find him there. I've never heard of him. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, still waiting for like a real. Like a person whose opinion I totally trust to uh, to share their opinion. I need a. Uh, it's going to be great because somebody's going to come out of the woodwork and say it works really well, and you're like, I'm still waiting for a person whose opinion yeah. I trust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So you know, it's funny because like you, you almost have to like break it up into, you know, tr- uh, tranches of trust, right? There's the people that you trust unequivocally and anything they say, you're like, all right, yeah. Then that the word is, you know, the word is gospel, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then you have the people where you're like, all right, trust, but verify. Right. It's and most then people. You have, right. And then you have those people that you're like, I'm probably going to do the opposite. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, maybe that's like a self-reflection thing for all of us as we, uh, continue on through 2019. Which uh, tranche of trust do you fall into for most people? You know, maybe that's a question we need to ask ourselves. I kind of like those people though, because then I know what to what to do. <laughs> I mean, if they're gonna do it, you know, oh, I shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, and they're loud about it too. Oh yeah, yeah. that's oh, the thing. You don't have to ask their opinion. There, there they are with it. The best, the best personality trait at the. Uh, cigar shop and I, and I say this tongue-in-cheek is the expert on everything not only is he the jack of all trades he's the master of all of them mm. yeah you guys ever run into those guys hell yeah yeah there's uh, a few there they know their cigars they know their politics they know everything oh yeah, oh, yeah. <clears throat> yep yeah don't be one of those guys yeah no Here's yeah. another question for yeah. you guys. Sorry, go ahead, Drew. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Have you guys mm-hmm. seen these signs where they have all the different ways you hold your cigar and it's supposed to say something about your personality? Have you seen these I've things? I've seen that before, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Is there any... When you, when you look at that, do you find any truth in any of those? Like, so, if you think of, like, oh, man, I know a guy who holds a cigar like this, or a lady holds a cigar like this, or I hold my cigar like this, and so this I don't, is my person. I don't, I don't know if that's true, but my wife stated the other day, um, she'll, she'll hang out with me while I'm smoking cigars or at the house, or she'll go to the shop even and whatnot. And her comment the other day, actually, was like, she's like, I like when you smoke cigars. I was like, you know, just curious why. Like, And she's like, well, mm-hmm. it's like you get... Not this attitude, but like this uh, persona about you. I don't know how she worded it, but she's mm-hmm. like, like you're, I don't know, she's confident and like a different air about myself, I guess, when I'm smoking a cigar. <laughs> and I was like, I've never even noticed this. Thank you for <laughs> so, <laughs> pointing so out that I look like a douche. <laughs> You get a swagger to you. Like, I guess so, yeah. We were actually at home, so it wasn't even like I was at the shop, like, oh, I'm showing off, or you know, like that. Yeah, we yeah. were at home by ourselves, and she said that. Smoking, smoking a Caldwell? Uh, no, this is when I had the, uh, I don't even know what I was smoking. No. Wonderless? <laughs> Uh, maybe maybe it was no those weaselitos Danny (laughs) those are good for anybody that hasn't had them (laughs) weasel your way to Danny and have him send you free stuff he likes are those weaselitos are they are they about the same size as the little hassles that Tatuaje just came Uh, out with is that kind of I think a little smaller than that okay so like uh like a mombacho mambachito or whatever. Uh, I'm not sure what or that like is. The cracker crumbs, or yeah, yeah, somewhere in that range. Okay, nice. They're a good, like twenty minute cigar, maybe. 
at, at my pace. I'm not fast, but I'm not slow. I think. Yeah. I can smoke one on the way to work, and I have about a 20, 25-minute drive. There you go. So, Mo, going back to your question, do you feel like there's something to those posters, or is that yeah. horoscope-like bullshit? Right. Oh, you want me to? You answer? <laughs> yeah. I was I'm, asking you guys. I think it's oh, okay. shit. I'm, just... I'm saying horoscope-like bullshit. Yeah. It's just somebody yeah, making people can see enough truth post. that they feel like it's okay, even though it's wildly stupid. Right. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Cool. I don't think uh, the way you hold your cigar indicates anything about your personality. But I will say that, and I know that I may be, or maybe I did mention this before, but have you guys ever seen somebody take like a really like smoke an expensive cigar and the way they smoke, it just makes you be like, man, what a fucking waste. Yes. All the time. What about all the time? (laughs) Yeah. All the time here. Usually for me, it's when they take it like at an event or something and they don't even finish the thing. They take like five puffs and put it down. Mm -hmm. Uh, do you remember Mo the story? I don't think mm, I don't think Jeff was there yet, but uh, Chris I think told us that the and maybe one of the other guys that worked there at the time. Whatever, this dude walks in with his girlfriend, wanting to show off that he's got money. Mm-hmm. He he literally just asked for the most expensive cigar in the humidor, and I think Jeff was helping him. Whatever. He's no, like, no, well, it was, Chris. was it Chris? He's like, Chris, man, what I, do I you, remember this, yeah. What do you, you know, what do you like to smoke? I can direct you to And he's like, no, nah, I just want the most expensive thing you got in here. Well, it happened to be Lost Cities at the time. Okay. So it was like oh, 30, Gurkha? 30 something dollar Lost Cities. He bought two of them for <clears> his girlfriend that doesn't smoke cigars. One for him, one for her. They literally lit them up, puffed on them a couple of times, and put them out. <laughs> Yeah, the guy dropped like, I don't know, 65, 70 bucks on cigars to not smoke them. Such Amazing. a waste. I mean, it's you know, interesting too because, like, that's, it seems so stupid, but at the same time, like, you know, it's, it's obviously a waste of money, but it's not so much money that you look like really fucking cool, right? You're right. not like, well, I can throw away 20 grand. Yeah. Right. Like, it's like, it's like a dinner and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that's weird. not even that cool. Like, just enjoy something. Like, you could have just oh, literally sure. bought a cigar and actually enjoyed yourself that evening. Instead well, of well, yeah. I mean, if you're thinking about it from a cigar world perspective, you're actually more of a baller if you sit and smoke the cigar. Yeah, the expensive cigar. Yeah, instead of just buy it and throw it away. You're a dumbass <laughs> if you buy an expensive cigar and just put it out. Probably got to take it home and relight it later, though, right? Oh yeah, yeah. put it in a Ziploc. Mm. And then pop it in your humidor with the rest of them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Save it for tomorrow. (laughs) It's the good stuff. (laughs) I had my buddy's dad did that one time. Uh, I think way back when our uh, Sultan's test blends came out. And uh, he smoked cigars quite often, actually. And uh, so I took him one over there. We actually sat on the patio and then he got tired. And he's like, oh, I'm going to put this out. No, I'll smoke it tomorrow. I was like, dude, don't do that. Here. I will give you another one for tomorrow. And he's like, no, 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 it's yeah. fine. I'll smoke it tomorrow. I was like, no, do not do that. <laughs> oh my. I will just give yeah. you another one. Quit. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. I had to, I had to get on my father-in-law for that too. He, is it uh, a frugal thing or does it just not taste different to some people? Or what do you think? I think they, they don't know. Is one thing, but you would know the next day though when you light that thing up, wouldn't you? So this, like, what the hell just happened? My buddy's dad. I'm not gonna say he's rich, but he's got money. He he works. uh, I believe he actually owns a law firm. I mean, he's got money. It's it's not a. It's not like he's, you know, struggling and like I'm gonna save this cigar for tomorrow. No. He could buy two lost cities in one night. Easy. 
and throw them away <laughs> and not blink twice. <laughs> but he still does that. And then my, I think my, after my father-in-law did it, I didn't find out till later, but he, he, he smoked half of it. It started raining or something. So he went inside and he actually stuck it in his wine cooler. <laughs> oh my. And, uh, I, I found out later through my mother-in-law that she threw it out cause it was stinking up the, the wine cooler. <laughs> And I was like, no, 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 you don't keep cigars out. I mean, you smoke it and you're done. <laughs> don't don't keep it. It's not it's not worth it. Don't. So he stopped, but I don't I don't I don't I think they just don't know. Yeah. But do you do you fire it up the next day and really think? Like obviously this guy's done it before, not my father in law necessarily, but my buddy's uh dad. He's done it before, like many times. And he's just like okay with it. Okay, so what about those guys that take like a? I think we may have talked about this before, but like an LFD digger and cut it in half. Yeah. Or we used to. I used to have a customer that would come in and buy the Rocky Patel Edge, right? Which is about a what five six dollars cigar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and cut them in half. He'd buy three of them and cut them all in half. That's not too bad, though. That doesn't bother me. No. It's weird. Cutting a cigar it in half. It's weird. Cutting a cigar in half doesn't bother you? No. No, I mean, I'd rather you do that than smoke half of it and (laughs) light it up again tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, it's not really my problem. It's not my cigar. I wouldn't do it. But I don't know. You get two cigars for the price of one, I guess. What's Uh, your issue? What's your issue with it? Well, you're not. I mean, how could. (laughs) <laughs> no, nah, people just do whatever they want now. Whatever they do, it's weird. To me, it's just you know. To me, it's just. Is that is that does that go against like proper cigar etiquette then too? Well, I don't know. Is there a proper cigar etiquette that it's like, but, hey, you don't cut a cigar? But, in but half, I can I can tell you this: two. the people that I saw doing it were not. People that like from a financial perspective had to do that. Exactly. That's always the ones okay. that do. Why? Yeah, maybe they know. only wanted half a cigar. Just buy yeah, a fine, buy the smaller one. <laughs> why? Why you? Because, dude, you're ruining the structural integrity of the cigar, and you're not even smoking it in the way it's supposed to be smoked. So what? What if I did this? And and tell me if this is different. If I go to a restaurant and I order a big ass meal. And before I even start eating, I take half of that meal and I put it in a to-go box. Is That's that okay? Why different. is it different? Tell me why. <laughs> That's why? pretty why? good. That's pretty good, it's, Cal. It's way different. I like that. I'm because just saying, tell me why it's different. You can't finish the, 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 the one half of the meal. Let's say you get, well, it depends what kind of meal it is, but let's just say you get a burger, Okay. Assuming That's a all good, of your, good guess. <laughs> okay, so uh, assuming all of your condiments are the same, are uniform on the hamburger, each side is going to taste the same. Right? Okay. Now, it yeah. may taste differently because you, you, you're going to heat one of, it, one of them up, but that's because you chose not to eat them both at the same time. But if you take a cigar and you cut it in half... Mo, have you ever smoked an edge? <laughs> No. <laughs> hey, you're not but talking it, about the most complex gonna change thing here. But either way <laughs> This is just the burger patty. Even even from a <laughs> Yeah, this is this is this is pretty close to the same at this point. <laughs> I wouldn't suggest cutting like a David off thirty dollar cigar in half. Yeah. Well, but an edge. But even, even you're probably from good. a even from a the perspective of mouthfeel, which to me is extremely important on a cigar. Okay, the mouthfeel is going to be off because you're literally cutting it in half, so you don't really have a cap anymore. And now you're. Uh, Why is it wealthy people that do it? I have no idea. That's how they you got don't wealthy. Get, yeah, you don't get wealthy by spending money. I guess that's mm-hmm. it. That's what it is. But these people spend money on other things. You see them like literally blow money on stupid shit all the time, and then they cut their cigar in half. Yeah, well, I think some cool. of it though is that you just don't know anything about it, right? If you don't know anything about cigars, that yeah, seems that's... like a perfectly reasonable way to get two cigars. 
Sure. In this case, these guys knew about cigars. They just. Hmm. Oh, That's man, you got to ask them. You got to be like, what are you doing, guys? Why are you cutting that in half? Do you Wh- see where him? are you from? Do you see Where are you from? Where yeah, do you come from? <laughs> no, but I mean, really, where are you from? <laughs> where no, do you do no, that? No, you know what I mean. Like, where are you from from? I think you should ask if you see him again. I'm just curious. Don't be an ass, but. Yeah. yeah. Why the fuck are you doing that? <laughs> and then slap him once. Yeah. <laughs> Quit. You, you know what? I, I used to, one of the guys used to work with me, I always just tell people, like when they would smoke half their cigar and then they'd come and they'd ask for a bag to take the rest home. He would tell them, you can't do that, man. That's like reheating French fries. You, know, you just don't do that. I thought that was a good analogy. It's not the same. It's definitely not the same. Yeah. I don't know about reheating French fries, but I bet that's fine in the oven. Those are okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you wouldn't want to reheat, but like a like a casserole or something. It's Something like cooking fish in the office microwave. <laughs> yeah. Oof. yeah, we have a guy that does that. <laughs> he blesses us all with a can of tuna every now and then in the microwave. <laughs> oh, <Ooh>, the best! <laughs> you ever fired that guy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of the managers. Oof. Yeah. Does he just do it because he knows nobody's going to say anything? Uh. I think he doesn't know better or care. He's like an ex, uh, yeah, he's like an ex, I don't want to say Navy SEAL, but something like that, like that level. Maybe like a Ranger or, uh, I, I don't know how, you, I don't know them all, but yes, he was something like covert real shit. <laughs> um, so, so you're not going to tell him to stop. No, no. <laughs> And if you do, he's not going to care. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he he eats weird things, too. Like, all the time. Peas with uh, mayonnaise on them? That'll be a lunch. Ooh. Yeah, frozen peas. He'll heat them up, throw some mayonnaise on them, and eat them. That's pretty good, actually. Ooh. And then... And again, I, I love mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Everything. Occasionally, he'll do the tuna on top of that. Green, kills it. green beans with it. Yeah. A lot of frozen blueberries, I think he eats. Yeah. Funny. There you go. What else you got, Cal? You got some topics? <laughs> I do. We haven't got <laughs> Every, any of them. Everybody stopped <laughs> listening at this point, so let's ask them. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> we had talked a little bit this weekend about, about a topic that I think we could take in a thousand different ways. Uh, basically, what the hell has happened to loyalty is oh, gone yes. everywhere. This is the topic I should have stolen from you. You should have. <laughs> Wait, I think you have cigars? more thoughts on it than I do. General. I was so both. fired up on whatever day that was. <laughs> yeah, It's both, dude. Like I was talking about cigars, and I'll do the cigar part first because that's going to die quick as soon as Drew starts talking about his other stuff. No, I don't have to bring uh, that up. I agree with you uh, about this. You should, though. Uh, for cigars, though, I think I, I've heard several people mention that there's like less store loyalty than there used to be. And I think for cigars, you get some you get some loyalty to like a physical shop. Right. But you get almost no loyalty in online shops. What you get is like, oh, you have the lowest price. Great. Yeah. That's you it. gave me the best customer service. Eh, maybe I'll come back. Maybe. So no, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, it's all price, a bunch of price hunters. Um, but then Drew started talking about it in a totally different way. Work. <laughs> Nobody has any loyalty to work anymore. Which, yeah, no. the, the short of the story is, I think this is trickled out of control, but loyal, so, so employees don't have loyalty to their employer, which in turn, their employer then doesn't have loyalty to their employees. Mm-hmm. which then the real person that suffers and causes more issues is the customer because there's no loyalty there either, which is cow's topic. So nobody's loyal to anybody and it just causes customer service to be shit. And oh, we already know you're going somewhere else. Why well, treat you any better? 
we already know you're price hunting. Why treat you good? And uh, I think it causes a whole big mess of everything. Same thing on the employer side. And they're like, well, we already know you're just here to for till you find the next thing. So why are we treating you good? Fuck it. Work you to yeah. death till you move on, and we'll hire somebody else. The the you know another thing too is you have a lot of companies that are constantly chasing consumer trends, right? Even if even if there is let's just say a temporary shift in consumer sentiment about something, there's always going to be like this baseline consumer behavior, right? Now off of that baseline, things will continually shift, right? Whichever way that goes, you know, like if we want to equate it to cigars, okay, well, today, you know, this is the hottest cigar, this type of cigar is hot, this wrapper is hot, this flavor profile is hot. But that may last for however long, but then people are going to shift back towards the baseline, right, of what mm-hmm. really moves, let's call it. And it's the same thing in everything, man. Like, I just feel like there's just this. I don't know how to explain. Um, everybody's chasing trends rather than building like strong foundations, right? Yeah. And you're absolutely right. And a part of that is just there's no loyalty to anything. Well, and that hits your your companies too because they're what they're chasing is quarterly profit. They're not chasing long term things. So you. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing hearing some feedback. Um, so what you end up having is that we don't have things like pensions anymore, right? Cause that's a long-term thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Have any of that kind of crap. Cause it, in the quarterly system, it, it, you lose, can't do it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're not the, the structure, the society structure does not reward long-term growth. No, it doesn't. And the financial system doesn't either. To, to your, to further your point, Kyle. Yeah. If you're not you growing know, you, quick, you're dying. Yeah, or if you don't have an, yeah, I mean, if you're not appealing to um, whatever trend or, or whatever uh, whatever's happening, you're just going to die. Mm-hmm. Well, Mo, you can probably talk to some of this, but I have a good friend in the, he's in the oil and gas industry. You met him, actually. Yeah, Brian. Yeah, right? and uh, he's talked about that before where, Pretty much to move up in a company and to not get shit canned, you have to work a couple of years at a company and then move up to a different company, you know, quit and move on. And then you just teetering back and forth between several different companies to move up in the corporate America. There's no loyalty to that employee to, hey, you're, you're going to, we want to keep you for 30 years or whatever. They're, they don't right. care. No. And, I mean, the other companies work off of that and go, man, you trained this guy, now we want him. And <laughs> right. Yeah. Fuck it, we'll tag him. Yeah, we you're going to give him a 4% raise, I'll give him a 30% raise, there we go. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and we used to see that a lot in the accounting world, actually. Especially, yeah, like, so. for people who did, um, like, what they call, like, audit services or assurance services. Um, so every company gets an audit, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that talent or that skill set was highly sought after by a lot of companies. So what you would see is a lot of people would reach a certain level within the public accounting world. Okay, they would go to the private sector, work there, elevate and then come back to the public sector, like public, what they call public accounting, Mm -hmm. working for an accounting firm um, to elevate themselves. You see that all the time. That was a very common track, right? if they want to make partner or senior level. Right. Yeah. So, but either way there is, you know, but even if you look at sports, right, there are certain coaches that are really good with younger players. And so you want those coaches and when players are developing, but you know, that coach is not good enough to get them a championship, for example. Yeah. So if you're an employee, it's the same way. Like I love working for this company, but I know if I want to reach my, you know, future goals, there's no way I could stay here. Right. And that's perfectly normal. But if you're jumping from ship to ship for a 1%, 2% raise or, or whatever, like, dude, what are you doing? You're not building anything, mm-hmm. you know, but honestly, I think it's the other way around. I think it started with companies. 
and they didn't Probably they didn't so. properly reward their employees that were loyal or did the things that they were supposed to do or went above and beyond. And employees just had enough and said, you know what, fuck it. Yep. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take very many people who are like retired and then they get their benefits cut before yeah. you're like, I can't have that be me. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, the loyalty is uh, it's kind of all gone. Yeah. It's a mess. What else you got, Cal? Uh, let's see. So industry news, not a lot going on right now, um, but worth noting that the cigar industry, uh, including at least three different groups, filed an appeal in the FDA lawsuit. Um, that was the one that... Uh, so basically they're saying that the FDA stuff is is illegal, the regulation they're trying to put in, and they lost before, so now they're appealing that. So that continues. Uh, that'll we'll learn more over the summer so the fight goes on guys mm-hmm. someday we'll have an answer i don't think we'll like the answer but we will have yeah, an answer. probably not but so that's that um, but a topic i thought was interesting to think about a little bit is uh a cigar related topic weirdly enough uh <laughs> What what cigars do you guys know about that are like super polarizing, where somebody loves them or hates them, but there's almost no in between, and it's like a strong reaction? Hmm, that's a great question. Drew Estate. The reason I started thinking about it. Oh, Drew Estate. You think? I think so. That's a good one. That's any specific ones in there? Oh, I mean. I guess their Liga series is what their most popular is. So you either people are jumping on the bandwagon, getting all the stuff, or hating on them. It's kind of true. They got all yeah. their, uh, I don't know what they call their followers, but whatever they are, those people are faithful. Waiting for That's the next true. Ratzilla thing to come out. Yeah. No, do Actually, you I think... think- do you think most of that is because of the cigars themselves or about the like branding and lifestyle stuff that they brought into it? I think that's helped now, huh? And he's even got his like uh alcohol, whiskey or something. I don't know not sure what he does, but Yeah. He's bringing that in now too, but I don't know. I don't know if they're uh, I mean they're look, they're the Liga series is a decent line. It really is. Is it way overpriced at this point? Yes. <laughs> but they're good cigars. So you're saying you would instead reach for Aroma Craft? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Roma all the way. I haven't had a league in a while. I just love that that's an ongoing joke. Cow, what was... What was the overarching message that you got from your Instagram post today? Well, that's that's the thing that I that I brought this up. So I was really just asking a question of like, you know, these these cigars were really hyped up. Which ones mm-hmm. made like were worth the hype, and which ones were not? And, and the for one those that, that didn't see your post, what were those cigars? Oh God, now you're making me think. Um, well, I know Sin Compromiso by uh, Don Barton. It was yeah. Warped Moon Garden and yeah. Illusion Bull. Black Honey. Black Eye of the Shark. Eye of the Shark. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, the one that keeps coming up is like polarizing, polarizing, polarizing is the, the LFD and Illusion Bull. <clears throat> Everybody yes, that loved that cigar or hated it. There's not yes. an in-between. Yep. That's the yep. reason I asked the question is what else is in that category of like, mm-hmm. what the heck? But, but, but you know, man, I, I think that a lot of actually Dunbarton itself Seems to be a pretty polarizing brand. Just from what I've seen on the road, that's a pretty polarizing brand in and of itself. I've and from from what I've seen from from Steve Saka's social media stuff, he kind of wants it that way, right? Like, there's a group that he's aiming toward, and then everybody cool. else, like, okay, whatever, right? Like, I want a group sure. that loves the cigar and buys boxes of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, which is fair. I mean, everyone everyone has their you know their target that they're trying to go after. I think another polarizing brand is. Um, probably Viaje. That's probably true. Um, yeah. Most consumers, you know, most consumers probably have a Viaje cigar or two that they like. 
Whereas, you know, you talk to a lot of retailers and they just don't like the way they do things, right? Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, polarizing. I wrote down infused cigars in this category, too. I feel like okay. that's an incredibly polarizing question. Yeah. Yeah. What infu- Other than that, I, I didn't have much else. What infused cigars have you had, Cal? Anything? Oh, God. Um, I tried the Upsetters, Never heard uh, of which I did not like. It's the foundation one. Okay. Um, I had the Alpha Absinthe infused ones, which I, I thought were all right. Not my favorite, but pretty good. It's a lighter infusion. Um, I have tried acid in the past. Not like mm-hmm. the drug acid, but acid cigars. <laughs> uh, did not enjoy any second of that. What is that like? Uh, uh, it's like smoking perfumed. Okay, that's what I thought it would be like. Yeah, it's not pleasant, but you know, some people love it, and good for them. So, I don't know. I can't think of any other ones that I've had. Oh no, I've had. Um, I don't know if they're infused or not. Those uh, KFC sweets. Hmm. I don't know. The Kentucky Fire Cured ones from Drew Estate. Oh, they do sweets or whatever? They do a sweet tip, dude. Oh, wow. That is a thing. It is exactly what you think. Hmm. But I don't know. I feel like you have to try some of that stuff every now and then. Hmm, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, never I have. Um, yeah, I've I've had some. Uh, Moon Trance or uh, by CAO. Mm-hmm. Wow, um, that's the good stuff. Let's see, what's the uh, the Drew Estate ones? Fat Bottom Betty and oh yeah, Sweet Jane. Uh, Sweet Jane. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've had all those because of the ex-wife. So mm. some of the what's the Cafe collection by Oh Nub. No, yeah. Some of those actually weren't half bad. They taste like coffee cigars, chocolate cigars. I it wouldn't be my go to ever, but uh <laughs> the the only part that really bothers me about any of those is when they have the like sweetened uh cap. Oh yeah. That's horrendous. I can't do that. It's so fake. Yeah. What about you, Mo? Do you go for infused at all? Oh man, I I don't remember the last time I had an infused cigar. It's been a very, very long time. I um probably the last one I tried was a tabac uh by Drew Estate the the yeah. leche, is it the leche con leche or I don't remember something like yeah, that? Yeah. Um, it actually wasn't terrible. Wasn't I mean? It's high praise. You know, um, I just <clears throat> I just don't like flavored stuff like that in general. Not just with cigars, but in general. So it's legit. You know, I, I just don't like to taste like something artificial, like artificially enhanced. I don't know how to explain it, but that's just me. Got to be all natural. All natural. Yeah. Sir. We got natural anything? and naked. We got, <laughs> we got anything else for tonight? Not unless you got some more polarizing cigars. Polarizing. I think we've named all the biggins. Yeah, it's about as far as I got. If people have ideas, they should let us know. I mean, Gurkha's a pretty polarizing brand, right? I've never had one. You've I never have. had one? Never. Whoa. Yep. How did that happen? Well, I had never had That's one for funny. a long time, and then after I hadn't had one forever, I decided I just wouldn't. <laughs> Can't I feel bro- like that's like can't doing bro- the dishes, right? Every now and then, no matter who you are, you do the dishes. <laughs> can't break the cycle now. I haven't had one. So. <laughs> I've heard there's a handful that are good. 
decent, I guess. That's what people say. Yeah, there is. Never had one. They're pretty gimmicky, too. They got that sale all the time business going on. Yeah. Deep discounts. 85% off. <laughs> well, we going to roll next week, then? Yes, sir. You better believe it. All righty. Well, th- better believe it. Thank you, guys. <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> Have a Cheers, good one. gentlemen. All right, Bye. see you, guys. Thank you for listening to the Salt and Smoke Cigar Cast. Be sure to check us out on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, email us either about the podcast or about our cigar line at thesaltandsmoke at gmail.com. Also, uh, if you want any salt and smoke gear, please get onto our website and to our online store. We have shirts and hats. If you're looking for anything else, please let us know and we'll get it up there for you. Thanks, guys. We'll uh, talk to you again next week.